Good morning, everyone, and happy Monday. Uh, this is Bethany Clementson, and I am actually sitting in for Michelle today, who is taking some R&R um, &R time, and I'm sure she's enjoying herself. I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled to be here. Um, I met Michelle through the John Maxwell team, and uh, she's had a significant impact on me, and I value her friendship dearly, and so I was honored when she asked me to sit in for her today. So a little bit about me. Uh, I am a coach, speaker, trainer. Um, I'm certified through the John Maxwell team and through another organization called The Values Conversation. I help people see their greatness, break through their blind spots, and just get the results they want in their life. I truly believe that we can create lives that we love uh, through really doing the work of personal growth. And so today I'm really excited to be able to talk about our favorite coaching questions. So Michelle sent me some of her favorites, and, and I'm actually going to give you a couple of my favorites as we go through this as, as well. So uh, for me, coaching completely changed my life. Uh, I was introduced to a coach in, uh, when I was in the corporate world over a decade ago, and uh, I had been stuck. I felt stuck in my position, and I wanted a promotion, but uh, no matter how hard I worked or what I tried, I wasn't getting there. And I started working with a coach that actually the company I worked for provided. And within just a few months of working with him, I received a promotion I wanted. And within um, nine months of working with him, I was running over half the company. So um, it, it, it works. <laughs> coaching works. And I think the thing that I see with coaching is it, it helps people discover who they are and see their blind spots. And if you were able to see blind spots yourself, you wouldn't need a coach. So uh, they, coaches also really help you dive into the why behind the way that you behave because really it's all connected to our beliefs. Our beliefs drive our behavior. So because you can never outperform your beliefs, for a coach to ask the right questions really, really makes a lot of sense. A coach that asks the right questions can really help the client get out of their own way and get the things, uh, create the life that they want. So when, um, when we're working with clients, we typically do about 20% talking and 80% of the listening. And of the 20% that we are talking as a coach, 80% of that is asking questions. 10% is paraphrasing what the individual has said to us just to make sure that we're clear and we understand so we can ask the right questions. And the other 10% may be mentoring. It just depends on what the relationship you have established is. And um, I believe that next week Michelle's going to kind of go in the, into the difference between coaching and mentoring. Um, for me, my coach was uh, a coach and a mentor, uh, and, and that really helped propel me to the next level. And I still have coaches and mentors in my life that spur me forward. In fact, I don't know what I would do without them at this point because um, I, I get stuck <laughs> sometimes and I need help moving forward. So, all right. So here are the favorite questions uh, for a coaching appointment. Now, 
I'm going to share these in order. And uh, you can take notes, absolutely, but you don't necessarily need to use this as a checklist when you're doing coaching. I would say to use this list uh, more for inspiration because you're going to find ways to phrase questions and things to ask that feel comfortable for you. And if you, if you make it be a cookie cutter, here's the 10 questions, um, you aren't going to be able to serve your client as well as you would if you can really listen to them and think into what the right next question is to ask. It's, it's not a cookie cutter thing. So, all right, in general, uh, when you get on the phone or when you meet face-to-face -face with a coaching client, you just take a couple of minutes to uh, catch up. You work on the relationship because uh, a coaching relationship is, is based on trust and uh, you, you want to know what's happened since you've talked last and uh, you just do general catch-up questions, make it simple and quick. And then you ask them what the topic is. So the client always determines what the topic is, um, unless you've prearranged something otherwise. But the client really leads the coaching topics every time you talk. So you would say, what's the topic for today? Or what would you like to talk about today? And after they've described to you uh, what the situation is and what they want to talk about, uh, here's a, a great follow-up question is, what would you like to happen as a result of this um, conversation today? Or what would you like the outcome to be? So you can understand their, their topic they're sharing with you, what they're looking for, what is the result they're looking for out of the conversation, because that will really help you be able to ask the right questions. So the next question could be, how does this topic or outcome um, relate to your overall goal. So you always want to be focused on what the big end result is. And uh, typically you find that out in the very beginning of a coaching relationship, but you want to be sure that the things that they're doing or the, the topics they're tackling uh, are in line with what their end goal is. Sometimes it's easy for us to get sidetracked and and not be focused on, on our end goal. Um, sometimes we call that shiny object syndrome, <laughs> where like, you get off course pretty easy and you, and you lose your focus. So again, that's something else that a coach can, can help you with. So asking, how does this topic and outcome relate to your overall goal? All right. So uh, another question, uh, what's happening in your life and, and how are things going in general? Um, you, you want to know things that have happened since you've last talked. Uh, you also want to understand any new awarenesses they've had because a lot of times when people have, uh, when they've learned something new or they've had a new awareness, that is directly connected with the topic they want to discuss. So asking, what have you learned or what have you done or what new awarenesses have you had since the last time we met or we spoke? Uh, next, you can ask, what are you currently working on? And when they tell you, and, and typically that's related to your topic, you can ask, what could you do? So I think, at least in my experience for myself and with people that I've worked with, we have a tendency to talk about what we can't do. Well, I can't do that because of this, and I can't do that because of this. And really, the focus in order to grow needs to be on what you can do. So, okay, great, you can't do those 25 things, but what's the one thing 
or the two things or the five things that you can do to move forward. And so asking, what could you do? And what are your options? And then helping them think into the possibilities. So sometimes just a simple two or three minute brainstorm session about what the different possibilities are can completely open up someone's mind to something that they didn't see before. And I'm going to do a little segue here and share a little bit about my story because um, coaching and possibilities go hand in hand. So when, when I went to my first international Maxwell certification in 2017, I met this lovely woman named Michelle. And um, she, she is a coach as well. And it's not Michelle Burkhard that you talk to. It's another Michelle. She lives in Colorado. And um, during our conversation, she mentioned to me that her and her husband had pulled their kids out of school for six months and made arrangements with the school to work remotely. They had rented out their house in Colorado, and they had traveled in Europe for six months. And that opened up a whole different level of awareness for me. So I went back with that on my mind, and I never even considered doing something like that with my family. And my husband and I were pretty adventurous, but yet we were kind of stuck in a rut at the time. And so I went back to my coach, and I started talking about this interaction. And he started asking me some really great key questions. Like, what does that mean for you? What are you thinking about? What do you want to do? And it drew out this whole idea that I wanted to have a life with my kids or at least some time with my kids where we were having more experiences and were less focused on the rat race and the daily grind. And I, at the time, I felt like I was drowning in work and I was, I was working a lot of hours every week, and I was um, not getting the time with my family, the quality time with my family that I wanted. And so um, through this, uh, to try to make a long story short, through that conversation with my coach uh, and through some extended mentoring that I had from other people in my life, my family and I, we sold everything. We sold our home. We sold most of our belongings. And we bought an RV, and I'm actually talking to you right now from um, our, my bedroom, which is in our garage of our RV at my desk um, as we're on the road. And we are currently in Texas, and we're traveling the United States with our kids. And um, they are 12 and 14, and they're doing school online, and we completely changed our lives. But, but it was only because I worked with a coach, <laughs> who I brought my idea to that I wasn't sure where it was going to go, and it opened up all these possibilities. So asking your client what are some possibilities can be a huge door opener. In fact, that one question could potentially take up the majority of your time together, and then you make a plan from those possibilities. So another great question you can ask is once you get to know your client and you understand uh, who, who the valuable or important people are, um, valuable is the wrong word because everybody is valuable, but who the important mentors are, the people that they look up to um, are in their life, you can say if you asked your pastor or you asked 
your boss or you ask your whoever is important to them, what would they say? And if they, if they say, I don't know, um, you can say, well, okay, that's fine. But if you did know, what do you think they would do? And what this does is it helps them separate the problem or the situation or the possibility from themselves. Instead of internalizing it, it kind of gives people a different perspective, a different way to look at it. And, and it also helps them think from a different angle. So that's a really great question. If you asked someone that you trusted or you asked your boss or whoever that is in their life, what do you think they would say? And then if they respond, I don't know, you can ask, okay, but if you did know. All right, next question. Um, as you're talking through all these things, obviously you're going to be making notes and you're going to put together some action steps. So you can ask them, um, once you've formalized the action steps with them, ask what will help them most to do what they need to do. And also help them anticipate what some hurdles might be. As you all know, anytime you try to break out and do something new, you're going to come up against some hurdles. That's, that's just life. Um, I heard Andy Andrews speak several years ago, and he said something that really stuck with me. Um, he said, in life, either you're in a crisis, you're headed for a crisis, or you're coming out of a crisis. And isn't that true? Now the crisis may be small, it may be big, but really we all have to learn how to deal with the hurdles that come at us in this world. So asking a question revolving around that is a big deal when you're coaching. So, um, and this is Michelle's absolute favorite question, she said. On a scale of 1 to 10, how committed are you? to trying your action step or steps. So not doing it or accomplishing it, but just the commitment to trying it to see what happens. So I'll repeat that, okay? On a scale of one to 10, how committed are you to trying your action step or steps? And again, that's not necessarily doing it or accomplishing it. It just means they're committed to trying it just to see what would happen. So if they say anything that's under an eight, then Michelle asks, what could make that number go higher? And they'll usually share something that is a hurdle that didn't come up before when you asked them about hurdles in that previous question. And so then you can make a plan for that hurdle or potential hurdle and then readjust the action step. And uh, Michelle says she always ends on this, saying these things. What can I do to help you this week? And what, what will help make you most successful during this week? So what, what can she do? So whether that's a phone call, an email, just a, a text checking in with them for accountability, but she always asks them what she can do to help before they hang up. So I hope these questions are beneficial. In fact, I know these questions will be beneficial for you as you're doing coaching. And I do want to share uh, one, one question that my coach, oh my goodness, if he has asked me 100 times, he's probably asked me 1,000 times. And um, this one question really makes me think. So I have a tendency when I'm frustrated about being stuck somewhere that I'll list off um, all the things that, uh, aren't working and and he's like so focusing on that how's that working for you um, 
five words. How is that working for you? Six words. How is that working for you? Um, that has been pretty powerful because when I come up against something and I'm, I'm not on the phone with my coach or with a mentor, I can ask myself this. Now, wait a minute. How is this thinking working for me? How are these action steps working for me? Is this in alignment with my overall goal? And it really helps me kind of reset and readjust. So, all right. I, uh, I'm excited that we were able to share these questions with you. And I have a little homework for you from Michelle. She would like you to brainstorm a list of at least 10 possible questions that you could ask during a coaching meeting. Now, these would be your favorites. And, of course, you can steal some of these that were on the call today, too. That's the whole idea. Um, and then next week on the call, Michelle's going to explain the difference between mentorship and coaching and then when to use what practice to get the results that you're looking for. And, um, again, I want to thank everyone for, for being here and for listening. And, again, Michelle, when you hear this, thank you so much for letting me sit in on this call. And, again, my name is Bethany Clemenson, and I am so happy to be able to have served you today. Uh, I will end as Michelle ends with every call. I'm holding an image of you being intentionally influential, amazingly aware persistently present, and confidently coaching the people in your personal and professional life. All right, everyone, make it a great day. We'll talk again. Bye.